0: being furry, famous for being stripey. Nobody thinks much about them, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why raccoons are secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a special release of a past live episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. A few months back, I got to put up a very exciting live episode of the show. It was at a venue in New York called Caveat. They taped the audio and the video, and that's what I'm releasing today. And I left it very live, very natural to how it was in the room. Also, if you want to see the video of the show, especially because there was a slideshow going on that I put together, Uh, if you want to see the video, head over to sifpod.fun, or if you're already a patron, you're already all set. Anyway, I do a complete intro for the show in the room, in the live show. The only other thing to say about it is every week I really enjoy being online to talk to you guys. You know, it's, it's very, very fun to hang out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, especially on the Patreon for the show. I love hanging out with you guys. I love hearing your stories about the topic. And I'm sure a topic like raccoons, you have amazing things to tell me, especially if you're in North America, going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, I will not be very online as this comes out because this comes out a couple days after my wedding. I'm, I'm taping this beforehand, but uh, as you hear this, I am now married, and I'm uh, I'm sure thrilled about it. I'm thrilled about it just thinking about it. I'm, I'm getting very happy. Um, anyway, I'm going to miss your stories for a bit. I'll be back but after, you know, I've, I've taken some time to enjoy and celebrate and honor that milestone in our life. And so enjoy this raccoon show. I'll be back after doing some very joyful celebrating. Talk to you then. change seats for a surprise anyway hi folks welcome to the show give yourselves a round of applause for being at secretly incredibly fascinating live (laughs) holy cow this is uh it's very exciting to be here this is the first ever like show in new york city like usually i'm in our home nearby uh but uh but we're here we're doing it and uh i'm i'm so excited about the topic we have and then the guests and right before we do that uh we're all in one place uh, I want to say that I used internet resources like native-land.ca, also our postal code to uh, acknowledge that we're recording this on the traditional land of the uh, Lenape people. I almost forgot how to talk as I did that, but that's okay. It's going great. Um, oh, y'all are wonderful. I, have, I am around so many people. It's great. Uh, but yeah, we got a topic tonight and then wonderful guest, and I want to start with that. And I was thinking a lot. I was like, hey, what should we celebrate? We could find out about anything. And uh, there are a few, like, amazing residents of this neighborhood that we are in right now. Uh, and I was like, okay, what are, what are some ones to go with? Very quickly came up with two potential options. There we go. Um, first option is Vladimir Lenin. There's a statue of him on a building, like, two blocks from here. And it's weird. So that's one thing we could talk about. Uh, but that story is very short, it turns out. So the other one is going to be the topic tonight. It is raccoons. Folks... It's a show about raccoons. I think that's pretty great. And uh, also, if folks in the chat, when we get to you later, uh, I'll be checking in with it, but like, you know, I always ask folks what they think their opinion is of it, or what's your relationship to the topic. Uh, so I want to know your raccoon stuff. You probably have some. Like, uh, it's going to be great. Because uh, I don't know if people know, there's people live streaming in right now. We are surrounded by the internet, our favorite thing. Uh, so that's really good. But there's a, there's a Lenin statue. Uh, round of applause if you've seen the Lenin statue. One socialist right in the front. Great. Good. Oh, fantastic shirt. He's he's wearing a shirt with my face on it, and I've seen it before. I love it. Do you want to show people? I I don't mean to put you on the spot. Stand up. Stand. Stand and present. Holy cow. I love it. I I can see myself tonight. This is great. Um, Yeah, there was a order at, like, the end of the Soviet Union. They were like, we need a few more Lenin statues in Moscow. Uh, And so somebody was like, great. They filled the the mold or whatever. And then they made a Lenin statue. Soviet Union ends. It's laying around town in Moscow. And then for some reason, a housing developer, like, down here in lower Manhattan was like, it would be really fun to put that on top of a building on Houston Street. Uh, And you can tell um, I know the town because I said Houston. And so they put it on the building, and then now it's at 187 Norfolk Street. Uh, You can just, like, go look later. It's on top. (laughs) It's here. It's the old leader of the Soviet Union. But that's the whole story. On to a much more fun, great topic, the raccoon. Uh, Yeah, awe is right. That's going to be the vibe tonight. It's going to be all awe, baby. And uh, we're going to talk about those. I want to bring out our amazing guests to talk about it. Want to give them a round of applause? Get them wound up? Get them excited? (laughs) Yes. Many folks to bring out. First one is a wonderful comedian and also podcaster. She's one of the co-hosts of What a Time to Be Alive uh, and also another great show called Lie, Cheat, and Steal. Please give it up for Kath Barbadoro. Kath Barbadoro on the show. Hey. Hello. How's it going? It's going good.
1: I've also seen the Lennon statue. Just okay, good. So there's two of us. Yeah. Apart from you. <laughs> That's good.
0: <laughs> the, the three of us will talk uh, uh, secret things later. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> plans. Yeah. Uh, well, good. Yeah, I, I felt crazy the first time I saw it. I was like, that, it's got to be George Washington or something. I'll just keep <laughs> walking. That doesn't make any sense to me. It must here. be
1: another famously bald person. There's. It <laughs> certainly can't be Lenin. It, but yeah, wasn't it like. Wasn't there like a communist-themed apartment building or something that it was on?
0: It was called Red Square. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Very weird. Nothing sells like communism. Right. in The real estate market. But
1: you, s- it's still like you, s- you still had to like pay rent and stuff to like a <laughs> landlord. Very yeah. weird. Very strange.
0: Oh, I I feel so connected to this. Great. Uh, (laughs) Next guest to bring out, he's one of the writers and co-owners of Defector.com, and he's a co-host of the podcast, The Distraction. Please give it up for David Roth. Dave is here. Hey,
2: what's your take on Vladimir Lenin, real quick? Uh, Well, I can talk about the statue. Uh, Yeah, cool. (laughs) The man himself, obviously, complicated, complicated legacy. Right. Broadly, broadly pro. Uh, (laughs) I was talking to Martin backstage. Not to give anything away, there is another person coming out, and the uh, I realized that I was learning something before I had even come out about because I knew about that statue. People had pointed it out. I remember the building was called Red Square. Uh, yeah. And yet I've never gotten a, a, like an explanation for it. It's just one of those things that someone tells you when you're 24 and you've already had like four beers. And you're like, there's, like, there's a statue of Vladimir Lenin up there. And you're just like, oh, nice.
3: <laughs> like, and that's
2: <laughs> the only insight I ever had into it. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad that you have also noticed it and uh, chose to remark upon it here. Yeah. In public.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel like the stu- the things that, because we were talking backstage, we've all been guests on this podcast before, and I feel like the things I learn on Secretly Incredibly Fascinating are the types of things that I tell people after having four beers. Yeah. And they go, oh, nice. Right. <laughs>
2: and, yeah, <laughs> I was saying that I've like died. This is the first uh, episode that I've been on that isn't about a, like a condiment of some kind. And that's true. <laughs> it was. Which, well, I've only only done two, but you know, there's only so many condiments as well. And <laughs> yeah. in both of those cases, I have like bothered people at parties about being like, you know, they invented MSG, and they're like, no, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but now I can tell them. Yeah. And now we're gonna do it about this fellow yeah. in a in a
3: moment.
1: He's so cute. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the last person joining us to do it, he's a wonderful stand-up comedian and also a writer for The Tonight Show. Please give it up for Martin Urbano. Martin! Hey! I'm
4: pissed about this communist statue. I think we need to tear it down. <laughs> Normally I'm against tearing down statues, but <laughs> this one represents a lot of bad things that I think are ruining this country. Happy to be here.
2: <laughs> Today we're going to learn about wokeism. <laughs>
0: Too normal of a take. Get out. (laughs) Uh, Well, and as far as the topic of tonight, I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of it. Any of you can start, but how do you feel about raccoons?
1: Um, I can go first. I I live right by Prospect Park, so I have a very um, familiar relationship with raccoons um, (laughs) because I walk through the park a lot at night. Uh, Don't kill me um, now that I've... Revealed this to you, audience. (laughs) Don't come find me, please. Um, But there's a movie theater on the other side of the park, so I find myself, like, I walk to the movies, then I walk back. And uh, I have have never seen, like, they are less concerned than, like, people are when I walk by them. Like, not not even, like, a a nod. Not even an acknowledgement of my presence. They're just going about (laughs) their business. I am in their house, and they're just, Yeah. (laughs) They're out there. Uh, they love to eat that delicious trash. So, Yeah,
0: especially at <laughs> night, right? Like, I, I can't remember the last time I saw one during the day here, even though they're all over the city. They're everywhere, yeah.
2: the fact that th- It's definitely, like, resonating to me, the fact that, like, despite the fact that they're small, hideous, probably easily defeated in battle by a human who was <laughs> serious about doing it, they are always startling us, and we are never bothering them. Yeah, but, like, my experience of a raccoon as a child was, like, being surprised by one in my suburban backyard and being extremely scared by it even though it was like it was just doing what it does which is like finding the coffee grounds in my parents garbage and then hideously scooping them into its face
1: (laughs) yeah they don't spook they're not like they're not like most wild animals where like they get startled and like scamper away they just don't care
4: I've never seen a raccoon in person. I don't know anything about raccoons. (laughs) Never heard of them. This is a bad topic for me to be a
2: part of.
1: Blank slate. (laughs) Blank slate. I think of
2: them as like part of an order of animals, which I know that you're going to describe what actual order of actual animal they're a part of, but I just got back from uh, Maine, where I was with my wife, and I saw, for the first time alive, I'd seen many of them dead, a porcupine. And I think of porcupines and raccoons Um. as being... Just in terms of animals that look kind of like they're always a little like wet looking and they don't walk very well and kind of are just like hideous but like endearingly so. That like I think of raccoons as like slotting within that. Whereas like possums are like more hideous, not endearing. They have like some sort of gland that makes them smell bad or whatever. There's like that other type of animal like that. But porcupines and raccoons are just like our garbage friends that we Mm.
1: see.
0: I like that as humans, we associate such vibes with every animal. Like, every yeah. different animal, we're like, that one's friendly. That one, glammed. Yeah. <laughs> <such a, laughs> we're the best.
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm also, we'll flip to the chat when we can, because I'm curious if people have stories of them or anything. But I... Like, growing up in the suburbs of Chicago, I would see raccoons a lot. And that's one of the few animals that, like, carried over to the city. Because we didn't have, like, pigeons there, you know, like, uh, among the houses and lawns and stuff. But raccoons still
1: stuck around. They are, like, I mean, again, we will will hear about it, I'm sure. But I can't really think of an environment where they don't live. Like, I get maybe the beach. I don't know if I've seen a beach raccoon, (laughs) but.
4: Brownsville, Texas, where I'm from. (laughs) They no raccoons. No raccoons. All right. No raccoons. We lots of possums.
1: Armadillos, I bet. No. No? All right. <laughs> Only Do you just have like the only
4: animal we have? <laughs> not like the other like large no hideous cats, guys. no dogs, people <laughs> have possums as
2: pets. <laughs> Javelinas, nutria, things like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, good.
4: Javelinas, see, see. Mm, I've just seen
2: a those guys. Uh, there's like a then video of one yourself. of them running that I. Uh, that's again in terms of like hideous animals doing things that they're not great at. Watching one of them just haul ass alongside a road in Texas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would argue that a javelina is actually great at running. Oh no, it's doing well. <laughs> it just
2: is like whatever. It,
1: not what you would expect. No. Does not have the physiology of something that looks like it runs fast
0: yes yeah that the internet also i feel like it gives me a window into animals specifically through their favorite stunts or favorite (laughs) tower you know like (laughs) i just know javelinas for running and nothing else and i'm sure they hang out sometimes you know it's probably chill
1: they uh (laughs) i i went camping one time in big bend national park and there were signs everywhere that were like they're not afraid of you and they want your cooler so (laughs) keep an eye out that's what i know about javelinas
0: they're so they're yogi bear, basically. Mm-hmm. That's basically the <laughs> Can we uh, can we get the chat in a sec? But I, we can also like uh just find out about these things. Cause on every episode, our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics. And this week that's in a segment called Start Spreading Ones and Twos. <laughs> I am stats sing along. I'm statsing today. I want to tape a pod in it. New York, New York. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you.
2: One more time. <laughs> I feel like I've, you've had to sing on every episode of this that I've been on, but never that much.
0: Yeah, that, uh, I was curious about, like, New York options, and then there was one in the dock. Thank you, Arthur Tanager. And uh, I don't know how Frank Sinatra does it. Folks, <laughs> he must be tired a lot. Or was. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we've, got, uh, we've got some chats here about raccoons before we hit the stats and numbers. Uh, Dan Wally says, the only raccoon info I have is that I was told that their excrement is toxic and should be lit on fire to clean it off my deck. <laughs> question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Uh, is that a,
4: is that a thing? Can you confirm or deny, or are we going to get into it later?
0: He, I, he
1: follows up. <laughs> at the problem oh. there.
0: And then, oh wow! Okay, oh, good. Shit. And then, I heavy
4: mean, applause prep. for this is solved.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing about raccoon feces. I think I was scared to find out. I think like, I didn't want to know.
4: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't taste great. I didn't know it was also bad for me. <laughs>
0: And oh, there's also a lot of video game references there. Yeah, it turns out there is uh, a species called a tanuki in East Asia, and then Tom Nook in Animal Crossing is a tanuki. And then when they just like North America eyes the game, they say it's a raccoon. But that's the you know there's a crossover there too. Mm. Yeah, I, and I know that's everybody's landlord or whatever. But uh, <laughs> but now you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I think that's the main stuff from the chat. And folks, just keep that like coming on on the internet, and we'll uh, we'll check in with it later too. But uh, we have some stats and numbers here about raccoons. And the first, the first like whole set of them are about our neighbors, the New York City raccoons, uh, who are around us and among us. First number is August first, 2021. That is a date when a raccoon occupied the bullpen of the New York Mets. <laughs> uh, and I'm especially glad to share this with Dave. Uh, because they uh, apparently infest the baseball Mets stadium a lot. Yep.
2: There was a whole so last year, great Mets season, terrific stuff, and I'd love to talk <laughs> about it at greater length.
3: Yes.
2: Right now, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um, so it was not a good Mets season. That was my little joke. It was bad. Uh, but there was a moment where the team starting second baseman and starting shortstop got in a fight. Like a a fist fight, as you do with a coworker if you're on the Mets, and it was they yeah oh my gosh all right good terrific let's (laughs) you can just read it man it's better if you read it
0: no I I didn't didn't mean to step on it but they uh, apparently they got in a fight and then told the press it was a fight about they both saw an animal in the tunnels and could not agree on whether it was a rat or a raccoon and they physically fought each other was the claim.
2: This is probably not true, uh, but at the same time, the, the funniest thing about this story, beyond the idea of those two adults having, like, a taste-great, less-filling argument <laughs> about rodents that live in their workplace, is that the press got so mad about it, they were like, this is not a joke. Like, and not about the fact that there's raccoons in the stadium, that was like, they were just like, yeah, well, you know, whatever, it's Queens, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you know, this is like, this is a serious game. These guys are getting paid a lot of money, and they're going to come in here and lie to us about raccoons. Yeah. And so that was like a whole. That was like three news cycles of people, and that was like the only thing you could write about the Mets. They were just like losing two out of every three games by that point.
1: They're not good at winning baseball games, and they don't know what a raccoon looks like. <laughs> yeah. Who picked
2: rat? Like, yeah. who... <laughs>
1: that's it.
2: What... No, really, not a whole lot to hang your hat on for the. They're, they're, they've been good this year, but the. The idea of them as, uh, yeah, that was like a real loser moment last year, (laughs) like getting in a fight with your buddies in a game that you lose, and then the excuse that you make up when you're trying to be funny makes the daily news hate you.
0: (laughs) Because, right, because as I understand it, that was fake. Like, they actually got in a fight about, like, baseball stuff, like defensive positioning. They were arguing about how that worked, and then, like, physically fought each other, and then they just did this bit with the press. (laughs) Yeah, cool, cool, cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the other thing is that the guy on the um, so on the left there uh, that that guy is like the Mets franchise player for the next twelve years. So that uh, you yeah. could see why the Daily News got so mad. You know, <laughs> you're gonna pay a guy all that money doesn't even know what a raccoon looks like.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, these guys are both hitters, and as I understand it, hitters are supposed to have terrible eyesight. Is that right? That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's the main <laughs> component yeah. of the job. Yeah. It's so dramatic. the things that
2: you want are poor eyesight, uh, just non-existent impulse control. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> and
2: then sure yeah, so. lie telling if you can, if you, if there's room in the <laughs> scouting report for that.
0: Yeah. And this uh, this is apparently sort of a, an ongoing situation with the New York Mets. This is August of 2021. That's uh, Mets pitchers Carlos Carrasco and Aaron Loop uh, trying to help the staff get that raccoon out of the middle of the picture there. <laughs> because uh, it was in the bullpen area, and apparently they had to, like, keep the crowd out of the stadium, because this was before a game, and they said, like, we need to do the animal control before you can come see the New York Mets. Do
2: you have any idea how hard it was to keep people away from watching the <laughs> 2021 New York Mets?
1: <laughs> I like this picture, because it looks like the guy in orange is negotiating with it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably
2: was, in the sense that Luke is, like, from... He's, like, a Cajun from... Like oh, Louisiana. So he's probably just like, hang on, I know these clicks. And he's just going to go in there and like screech at it until it's like, oh, right, sorry.
0: Yeah, I didn't notice, but Orange Shirt, or he's also wearing like a camo hat. Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> it's like wow. He, they sent the best. That's like the guy you picked. The manager was like, you're the one. Like, great.
4: I literally thought he had an invisible head. I didn't even realize. <laughs>
0: And uh, and there's also like a long running thing. This is back in 2015. Uh, The the headline kind of says it all, but there was a a loose raccoon in the weight room of the New York Mets. They had to remove the Mets from the weight room to remove the raccoon. And then also
2: apparently... They went to the World Series that year. So this is not something that just happens when they're bad. (laughs) I want to make clear that there's always a raccoon in the stadium, whether they're winning or not.
0: It's not a diagnostic for how the oh, team is put together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Although, I mean, honestly, it works very well as that. Like, if that was what happens, like, they lost so much that garbage-eating yeah. animals infested their stadium. <laughs> but, no.
0: But, like, if they're great, the animals are respectful. Right. They're like, I, right. can't, <laughs> I, I can't mess with Cespedes or whoever. I have right. to let him do his thing. <laughs> uh, and also, apparently, with this specific incident, Bleacher Report says that it was a baby raccoon uh and also it's okay. But like the team staff was able to lead it into like a cage to be removed. And then according to Mets pitcher Bobby Parnell, uh they like had the cage on hand because this happens a lot. <laughs> like they didn't they didn't have to go get one from the specialists. Uh and he said, quote, I guess they have a problem. <laughs> there's just there's just like gear at the New York Mets Stadium for raccoons. It's just going on. Nice. Yeah.
2: Greatest team in the world and the greatest city in the world, man. <laughs> I don't really have a... Whole... It's good to hear Bobby Parnell's name, though. That was uh, another Met that I would say that, like, if there was a situation where a Raccoon needed to be coaxed or reasoned with, there's always right. a couple guys in the bullpen that you can pretty much rely on for that. <laughs> Not necessarily to, like, get same-side hitters out, but, like, if the sort of thing where there's, like, yeah, there's there's vermin in the weight room.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> get Colin Holderman. <laughs>
0: I feel like the crowd has a decreasing knowledge of these Mets. Yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm doing too much. You-
4: I will say I know uh, the same amount about baseball as I do about raccoons, so this has been a bit of a tough opening story for me. Cool.
3: Yeah. Got
4: that sick invisible head joke in, and that's, that's about it.
0: Also, like, cause I have been to the Yankees and Mets stadiums, and I feel like the Mets Stadium has this great reputation. It's like it's kind of more fun, and the, the food is better, you know. And I love cool that there's also time. underground raccoon situations yep. all the time, like just always going on underfoot. Yep. And, uh, and speaking of <laughs> speaking of underground, so the next number is December twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, and uh, that on that date we met our friend uh, that the subway employees named Chepe. This is Chepe the raccoon. And uh, on December 27, 2019, they tried and failed to, like, remove Chepe from the Nevin Street subway stop on the 2345. (laughs) uh, Because they just kept popping up there all the time. And so that's, like, a cage baited with a bunch of treats to, like, carry your Chepe out. And uh, the strategy was basically to... uh, What? uh, Also, sometimes this happens. I forgot. (laughs) That was the next slide.
3: But, yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, apparently, like, raccoons are often in our in and around our subway system. There was a viral video of someone, like, bringing one onto the train on purpose. And Chepe did not decide to get into that carrier. They just decided to carry on with their life. But apparently, they hang out at that station a lot. And for, like, a day or two, they just stopped letting trains stop there because they wanted to work on this thing.
1: <laughs> that, I feel like... Because I, I, I used to live off that train, and I'm just wondering, like, if it... If, if I was on that train and I needed to get off at that stop and it skipped the stop and I found out why, <laughs> I'm trying to decide whether I would be mad or charmed. I don't know. I feel like right. it could go either way.
2: Sorry I was late to work. Chepe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Chepe. <laughs> <laughs> The MTA account has to do just, like, a really dry tweet about it, where they're, like, trains are running express between, like, uh, whatever, Clark Street and uh, Atlantic Avenue due to a Chepe <laughs> scenario. And then, like, ten minutes later, like, train normal service has been restored, like, in Chepe scenario related <laughs> to Nevin Street.
1: Chepe's territory has been reclaimed by the MTA. I do... Th- Conversely, it would be fun, because I do love when there's, like, some weird problem... And the conductor has to make an announcement. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I feel like some of them do the really dry one and some of them have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. And I feel like I, I could imagine, like, a, a full paragraph about Chepe yeah. on that train, yeah. you know.
2: You're stopped. You're not going anywhere. This right. guy's got the mic and a captive audience. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, this is actually, I mean, like, you would do very well in that scenario, I think, just given the um, volume of notes that you have. Thank you. Or, like, obviously it's a raccoon-related scenario, but it's, it's actually not as bad as it seems. Like, you see that they, they are around us all the time. You remember the 2021 Mets, right? And- <laughs>
0: I, also, I I feel like with those intercom announcements, I only ever catch a few words, so my understanding of it would just be like, whoa, 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 chepe, whoa, whoa, yeah. like that's all that would come through. I have cocktail party for that, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. The one I remember best from that, from my early days moving here, uh, was like, every now and then, conductors would, like, if it was crowded at rush hour, and there's like a lot of people getting on and a lot of people getting off, like... Having to like get on the mic and be like, "Let them off!" <laughs> like you can't get on <laughs> until they leave, and like realizing that someone is on like the eleventh hour of a shift and they're having a really bad time because they have to do this at every stop. Like it was a real humanizing uh, sort of part of the experience of being here early.
1: Yeah, like having that. having to explain how like object permanence right. works like, like, <laughs> to a bunch of commuters. Right
2: you ever filled a cylinder <laughs> with a substance of any kind? <laughs> you know how that works? <laughs> Staying clear of the closing doors. <laughs> well,
0: and uh, and the, the city, like, the, these raccoons are especially our neighbors underground. And this is a thing that was part of a NYC Wildlife Department, like, PSA campaign of, this is a fellow New Yorker. And I agree. Really great. <laughs> uh, but they they kind of tried to let people know like raccoons can make their homes in rock crevices, burrows, small spaces under buildings, storm sewers, like they like a lot of underground, tunnel-ish, tight situations. Uh, so ev- like there are probably raccoons just in the subways around us that are not Chet Bay, and we don't notice.
1: They're like the gamer fail sons of the animal kingdom. They <laughs> like to be in uh, the basement, uh, yeah. you know where they feel safe.
2: I would be so happy if I saw a raccoon even once given how many times I've seen rats just being awful down there. <laughs> and like I'm sure if you've done an episode on like rats being secretly incredibly fascinating and you find some good pictures. Like I'm sure you could convince me, but I like a million times have I seen rats just like being gross eating something they're not supposed to eat. And like just one of these little bandit guys like peeking out at me from the end of a tunnel I think would like completely wipe the slate clean in that. Yeah. What have you seen rats eat? <laughs> I actually had an encounter with a rat that was eating pizza like years after the pizza rat scenario. And it was like, do seeing, you think
4: it was the same rat? I don't, I mean,
2: would have had to take like the ferry service uh, from Staten Island, I think, but it was like, it. It had the feeling of a celebrity sighting to me. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh man, I love your work." Like you know, it's just like <laughs> like running out from uh, garbage. I have seen a rat go down the stairs at the four, five, six station near me, like changing from the local I'm late, to the I'm express. Late, I'm late. Yeah, and they are not built <laughs> for stairs. Doors. Like it's just this like hideous butt going up and down like a bunch of different times.
4: Oh yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Hate to see rats run down the <laughs> stairs, but I love to watch them leave. <laughs>
0: Uh, another thing with raccoons underground is it turns out, like, nationally, they will, they will seek out underground spaces, and it's part of how they move from region to region. This is a, a quote from a National Geographic article. They were talking to the University of Pittsburgh Public Health School, and a <laughs> PhD candidate there, Henry Ma, he said that when they're tracking, like, movements of raccoon populations in not New York City, storm drains are like raccoon superhighways. So good for them. They, you know, these storm drains, that might just be going on and you don't see it, you know?
1: Got on a little road trip. I like it.
0: Yeah. I think
2: I'm just very enthusiastic about this, like, Narnia of raccoons, but maybe yeah. not everyone else's. No, you know I like the I, idea yeah, that they're yeah. just discreetly doing their business, like, outside of, you know, okay. which would explain why they're so, like, unperturbed when they see Kath walking home. But yeah. they're just like, yeah, mean, I got to be in a storm drain, and then I have to walk a hundred miles, because I... <laughs> <laughs>
1: they have places to be.
2: Right, yeah. I live in Trenton, actually. I'm just here
4: <laughs> seeing the sights. Isn't this basically Elon Musk's idea? Didn't he have <laughs> this exact idea?
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. Wow.
4: That didn't work,
1: because <laughs> we're humans
4: right. in cars and not raccoons. Yep.
0: Yeah, it like he, like, got the plans wrong. He was like, and then insert the raccoons. It autocorrected. Oh, no. <laughs> it said <set> cars. <laughs> well, and uh, uh, this is going to be another raccoon encounter here. Another date, March 3rd, 2022. That is when Brooklyn resident Yesenia Irizarry shared a TikTok of a raccoon doing this. It entered her
2: apartment... <gasps>
4: Whoa <laughs> are we positive that's not the
2: Baba Duke? Yeah, okay, like, <laughs> the best case scenario is that there's a raccoon in your lighting <laughs> fixture. Every other one ends with your death.
0: yeah oh yeah, it God. was all okay, but uh entry there is a ceiling light fixture, and uh, there was <laughs> there was a lot of build up to it she She waited to post this. It happened in November, and she waited till she had ended the lease, moved out of the apartment to share it with anyone. <laughs> But, uh, apparently this is a living space where, uh, it just has a big raccoon problem, and they had heard raccoons on the roof sometimes scratching at the walls, and then, uh, there was one in the fireplace wall that they heard, and then they talked to animal control when this raccoon, like, tried to, you know, reach through the light fixture and hang out. And, uh, my favorite part of the story is that the landlord's response was, oh, not again.
1: (laughs) Oh, not what you want to (laughs) hear.
0: Uh, and then apparently that that uh, landlord and the animal control officer, everybody was like, yeah, this apartment's always full of raccoons. This just oh always God. happens. Uh, and so now she's out of the apartment. That's like good news ultimately. Uh, maybe that was too
2: spooky of a picture to share. But uh, <laughs> well, that's, it's
0: just this one super weird one. One of the yeah. things
2: that like makes them distinctive to me is that they have Like I would say, alarmingly human-esque hands for things that otherwise look like stuffed animals. The fact that they have like a pinky finger—I never really cared for that personally. (laughs) I don't like it very. I don't like it coming out of fixtures in a home either. But yeah, it's scarier because if it was just a little paw,
1: that'd be cute. Yes, but
2: but instead, yeah, no, it's a little Babadook hand for sure. (laughs) Like it's not what you want. (laughs) I
0: guess. I guess a lot of their cuteness is in spite of the front paw. Like at the front paw isolated. Yeah, that's some real skeletal stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I just like any animal that could wear jewelry. I think is like it's a little bit (laughs) creepy. I don't, uncanny valley level. I think I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do now. I want them to just have the four finger Disney. I was thinking, yeah, 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 to like (laughs) stick that on there. (laughs) We can make like five movies. Like just, it'll be a hit. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) The voice of just a palpably checked out Jack. uh, Jack Black. Just, yeah. just Cashing some checks, doing that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, we could print money with that. I think that's a great idea.
0: <laughs> just they don't even leave out the outtakes of him entering. He's like, "You put gloves on it, right?" It's yes. <laughs> like in the movie.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, and uh, the the next number it's gonna be it's gonna be a much more artistic picture of this thing because the next number is five. Five is the number of fingers on each raccoon paw, <laughs> and I went with like a pretty illustration. Oh.
2: Instead of the freaky thing. Oh. and people are still not into people it. People still <laughs> oh, right. not enjoying it. Yeah. People I guess it's are better. still upset. <laughs> it um, looks like the drawings in the um scary stories to tell in
1: the dark, book. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like a like a Shell Silverstein or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um. I, I don't all the little hairs, it's, it's not great. <laughs>
0: hey, they're born that way. I don't know. to defend it. It's, it's not fine. their fault. It's what it is, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But their fingers are very dexterous. And a big source for this part is a book called Raccoons in Natural History. It's by Weber State University professor Sam Zabaloff. He says that raccoons have amazing skills of tactile discrimination. And tactile discrimination is when you can tell objects apart by touch. Sounds weirder, but it's, <laughs> it's just you can touch them and tell. And they also have super sensitive skin on their front paws and they do a special thing where they get their paws wet and when their paws are wet, they can feel things even more accurately and get even more information (laughs) about them.
4: Tactile discrimination. So much there. (laughs) That's a Latino person.
1: Well, that they can only tell that if they get their hands wet first. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they can tell racism yeah, hard. Like the idea yeah. of it yeah.
2: being like a, a custom in their church, tr- like before you shake hands with somebody, just be like, oh, let me soak this thing real quick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's what people love, a damp hand. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> always <laughs> welcome. A
2: damp and discerning hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it helps with my tactile discrimination. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a LaCroix? Yeah. So then I'm
0: just doing it. Um, <laughs> but and uh, and the the front paws have four times my sensory receptors as the back paws, uh, and that wet paw thing—it's created like a myth about raccoons. There is a myth that they like to wash their food, that they like oh they want it super clean or something. It turns out they're actually like putting stuff in water so that their hands are wet while they're holding it, and they just get more
1: information about it. So uh, it's like it's not because they want their food clean. It's like a pervert yeah. thing. <laughs> it's like yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> It's like it basically. I need to feel this trash better. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's,
2: it's still gross. Actually, somehow grosser than the thing because like the idea of them just dunking some garbage in some water to me, I thought that was kind of cute. Like the idea of being like, well, I have some standards about like right. what what type of carry on I'll eat. Like for one thing, I like the surface to be wet. Yeah. I didn't realize it was so you could know what type of carry on you were about to eat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that makes trash uh, even more disgusting is wet when it's yeah, wet. Yeah. <laughs> that's always good. <laughs> a real force multiplier there. Just, yeah. No good.
0: Yeah, because there's also, I, I threw up this There's a YouTube screen cap, but it's a useful example. Because, like, there's a lot of videos of raccoons just putting stuff in water. This raccoon did somebody's smartphone <laughs> just into water. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, but it's because the raccoon wants to feel it more accurately. It's not trying to, like, eat the smartphone. And that's a lot of the reason they put stuff in water.
4: Yeah what information can they get by feeling <laughs> that smartphone my was that a dumb question <laughs> i'm confused oh, oh, like yeah, what yeah. That's, they
1: can get the passwords though <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> if it's what <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah they have they like, like they just touch is kind of the first sense they try to use in a lot of situations apparently especially cuz they're so nocturnal and they spend so much time doing stuff at night so they are they're one of the few animals that wants to like do that maybe even before sight or smell or anything else so it's, it's like their go-to and then they're just good with their hands yeah which is weird different
2: way to think i don't know so i have not seen the video where raccoon dunks a smartphone in. although uh, you know i would like to this is a great <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's hilarious. of all the yeah the pre- yeah. youtube preview videos i've seen like it doesn't have a man like pretending to yell with his mouth open in it so it's like automatically <laughs> upper tier for me <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of videos of raccoons just living in houses with people, though. Like, I've seen enough of those just in idly scrolling that, like, there. I don't know if I don't yeah. want to step on your stuff if you're getting to it, but like,
0: no, no. Some people have them as pets,
2: yeah. All right, yeah, that's yeah. like normal. Like normal people, is that a normal thing to want? <laughs> <laughs> it's I. I didn't look into like how to get one. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> but you definitely. I just know you want to stay away from wild ones because of rabies in the population and stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I feel like
1: I feel like I could guess how to get one. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I could. <laughs> we've established that they are plentiful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's how you get one, but like you could. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you just <laughs> rent
2: an apartment and it already has
1: one. Right. Okay. Exactly. Apparently, it's I'm like going to look up that story and make sure I note the address of that apartment <laughs> after. Oh,
2: uh, this is my rescue
4: raccoon. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you rescue it from the sewer?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the raccoon superhighway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I met the raccoon. It put wet hands all over me. We hit it off. That was it. <laughs> that was. <laughs> well, and uh, and from here, there's also we can get into how raccoons got their name because it turns out it's from the paws. Uh, the rac- the name raccoon. It's an anglicization, according to PBS of the Powhatan language word for this animal because Virginia Algonquin people called them arukon, and it's also been recorded as Arathcone, but that word means animal that scratches with its hands. <laughs> uh, and then like English invaders took the word, but like they, it's, it's been known for hundreds of years for being like, that's the one that does hand stuff. Like that's the <laughs> one that picks stuff up.
1: That's the this one, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does this.
0: Hideously articulated, very discerning. You're familiar with that one, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's where the name comes from. It comes from native people and, and also this behavior where they, pre smartphones, were still doing weird stuff. Yeah. Hand,
4: stuff.
1: Hand, stuff. <laughs> hand stuff. Hand stuff. I we said all... hand
0: stuff, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. That's Rainbow. all right. Yeah. Very good. Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're getting dang into dangerous territory for me on a podcast where I can't swear. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Off
0: of that, we are going to a short break, followed by a whole new takeaway.
3: Back for another game. You know it. What's going on?
2: Just one more week till Max Fun Drive.
3: (laughs) Hard to believe. Me? Oh,
2: nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check.
3: What? Hang on.
2: It's hard to explain what happens
0: on Jordan Jesse Go. So I had my kids do it.
3: Saying swear words. Saying we'll swear see. words.
1: Yeah, um. Bad jokes.
3: Bad jokes?
1: Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're gonna interview them and then you just stay there like like really quiet and try and creep them out. (laughs) It's just really boring.
4: Because of Jordan, right? Not me.
1: Because of both of you.
4: Oh. Subscribe
0: to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for (laughs) grownups. Well, and and, uh, last number here is five to seven. And five to seven is the number of dark rings on a raccoon tail. Apparently there's like an average number. And uh, raccoon tails help them balance when they're climbing or when they're sitting. Uh, and according to Sam Zavoloff's book, uh, he, like, he's a professor of zoology. He's an expert. And he's, he like, very constantly says about raccoon tails and mask fur and everything else that we generally don't know why they're colored like that. Like, there's no... It, it might be a social thing, especially with the masks. Like, they can tell each other apart. Uh, and it might be a camouflage thing, especially with the tail. Like, it breaks up their outline visually. But all the interesting first stuff about raccoons
2: is just kind of how they are. We don't really know. They didn't evolve to be more cute. That wasn't like a... <laughs> I guess they could have. Yeah. I hope they did. I, like, I would appreciate it. Yep. I like how this guy is sitting. I like an animal that sits in an undignified fashion.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a very, like, uh, uncle watching football on Thanksgiving Yeah, that is <laughs> type of vibe. Yep.
2: Like it's possible, it would be possible to rest like a can of light beer on his tummy, <laughs> like have <laughs> it for if you need it. Well, and uh, and let's jump to the chat too, because I'm interested if anybody
0: had other raccoon stories to talk about or other things like that. But because I've never any met stuff, got <laughs> <any> met stuff, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> yeah, I've, n- I've never seen one sit like that. This was a very fun like picture googling experience because, uh, and I've never owned one as you apparently can uh, uh, <laughs> when you're riding on the subway. Uh, and, uh, Oh, Vivrad says Nats fan here. I'm okay with raccoons being Mets fans, I guess. (laughs) So we have an NL East rivalry heating up. It's it's tough. Yeah. I'm not
2: going to say anything about how, um, like there's big Raytheon ads behind home plate at Nats games. I don't think I did just say it. I don't think (laughs) I managed to avoid it. It's not important who has Raytheon ads.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah, I really sparked a a baseball rivalry, I think in the chat. So, uh, (laughs) Uh, you know, Boys of Summer, they're doing it. And, uh, oh, yeah, and some stuff about raccoon rabies, that's actually going to be uh, the first takeaway here because there's great news about it. There's good news going on.
1: Yeah. Good news about raccoon rabies. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. Look, this world is tough, but at least there is good news about raccoon rabies. Yeah. Happy to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: we can, we can jump back to the keynote for it because I set it up. Uh, the The first takeaway here, it's going off the last, last number, which is $28 million U.S., that is the annual budget of an amazing federal program fighting rabies and raccoons. We spend $28 million a year to try to do something about that.
4: Let's cut that program. I going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it
2: back to the landlords. <laughs> right, I going like to That's money we could be spending on armored troop carriers for yeah. police departments in small cities.
1: Well, if it's like an American program, it's probably like, they gave that $28 million to a public-private raccoon partnership, <laughs> yeah. like a, r- a bunch of raccoon lobbyists who all secretly have rabies or something.
0: That's why they have all the cuteness,
2: lobbying.
1: Yeah. It really helps.
2: Somehow <laughs> <laughs> most of that money goes to Brett Favre. Yeah. No one understands how that happens, <laughs> some backroom dealings.
0: <laughs> but, the, yeah, we can do takeaway number one here. Takeaway number one.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. The United States has a long-running aerial bombardment campaign to eradicate rabies in raccoons. (laughs) We are dropping rabies vaccines from the air all over the eastern United States. It's
2: really cool.
1: I guess as far as an aerial bombardment campaign Vaccines is one of the better. Okay, I was going to say, it's, <laughs> yeah. just,
2: like, it's a fairly low bar, but this is the best secret aerial bombardment campaign I've ever seen associated with the United States government. If you Terrific. blow up the
4: raccoons, they don't have rabies anymore <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways.
1: It does stop being a problem at that point.
4: So. What form is the vaccine? So just I like in it. needles and that you just trust that they <laughs> inject themselves? <laughs>
0: Land point down. Land point <laughs> down. Um, they we'll wet their to... hands, they feel oh this right, is a know, needle. Like, I know <laughs> what to do with it. So this is a this is a picture of a rabies vaccine for raccoons. It's delicious.
1: Yeah. It looks like a cinder block. Yep. Beautiful. It's,
4: it's like, not a ketchup packet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, that
1: I feel like if they put it in a ketchup packet, a raccoon would be all about it <laughs> That's like what I mostly see them Yeah, I'm eating. sure
2: that there's an element where they're like someone in a lab is like that needs to be so much worse looking <laughs> like there's no way a raccoon's gonna put that in its mouth
1: it needs to look like a smashed ketchup packet at the bottom of a trash can right.
2: <laughs> it will not even dampen their hands to find out what it is in this kind of condition.
0: Like, the humans distributing it are, it are like, I'm done with this meal. Like, just, like, putting <laughs> Ooh, a vibe I'm around cool.
3: it. Oh, that was good. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't compost separately. <laughs> so, uh, and this, uh, this vaccine here, so it is a fish meal cake. That's the brown part around it. Okay. And then there is a sachet of liquid rabies vaccine. And so the way it works is apparently, like, the raccoon starts to eat the fish meal. which And maybe it tastes good. I don't even know. But they start to eat it. And then, like, their teeth puncture the sachet. And the vaccine, like, falls into their mouth.
1: They're basically, like, using the knowledge that um, we all want to eat Tide Pods. Yeah. (laughs) To, like, just the universal impulse to eat a Tide Pod. They're like, this also will help with the raccoon vaccine.
4: (laughs) This fish cake's uh, cream-filled,
3: hell
1: yeah! <laughs> yeah, it's a gusher, really. to say. It's a fish oh well. gusher. <laughs>
2: like, the worst idea in candy from when I was a child <laughs> has now become the best alternative we have to getting our nation's population of raccoons vaccinated. <laughs> and, like, the commercial has a raccoon
0: that is older than the actual Target market because you, like, aspire yeah. to that mm. as a kid, you know? Mm. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so these these are getting primarily dropped from airplanes uh, across the eastern United States. And so if you
1: see one, do not eat it. It's <laughs> not
2: a ketchup packet, okay? <laughs> Let's make that clear. It kind of the middle part functions kind of weirdly like a ketchup packet, but again, yeah. not for use substituting for ketchup. It's a different flavor. <laughs>
1: It's vaccine-flavored. Yeah. It's no good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, the more they warn people, they start to talk
2: themselves into it. Like, But yeah, it this could this be a sauce. I mean, yeah, I don't This, this know. is like but the Tide Pod impulse, where you're just yeah. kind of like, well, why do they not want me to eat it so much? What are they <laughs> trying to keep from here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and they apparently, they hand out, um, in 2019, they put out 9.3 million of these, uh, 6% of them by hand, 7% from helicopters, and 87% from airplanes. And here's how it works. Quote, a small conveyor belt inside of the aircraft ensures the baits are distributed evenly, while a kill switch allows the airplane's navigator to account for houses, (laughs) pools, (laughs) highways, or any other areas that aren't safe or effective to target. End quote. So there's like a pretty advanced system of dumping these things
2: uh, all over the place. There's a lot to unpack there,
3: I yeah, think. I,
4: was I don't know. Say, like...
2: No, I, I'm still processing. Go ahead if you got anything. <laughs> uh, like...
4: something about Lucille Ball in a conveyor belt <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get <laughs> the vaccines out. Something there. Uh...
1: yeah. That the episode after the episode where she has to eat all the vaccines. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the dark one. <laughs> it's not great. She had to take some time off after that, I think. <laughs> the idea of someone that
2: flies one of those missions trying to seem tough at like a TGI Fridays to like impress someone, being like, "Yeah, I flew a few sorties today. We dropped, let's just say that we dropped a lot of the thing that we have on the airplane to drop. We dropped a lot of that. <laughs> not going to go into it. Just think of the coolest thing you can think of. I probably was dropping that. <laughs> but also not bombs. I'm not bad. Also not bombs. I'm not
4: bad
0: either. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, just don't ask me. Yet.
4: What if this was the plot of the new Top Gun movie? <laughs>
1: That's how they that's how they get around it like we we want Top Gun but we don't want it to be a commercial for the navy. So this is this is woke Top Gun. Wokeism. You thought the new Top again. Gun wasn't woke? <laughs> I've not I have not seen it. I'm sure it's great. I'm there are not enough raccoon vaccines in it for me though. So, so the reason
2: that we have not seen it, this is off topic and I'll be brief. <laughs> is that apparently in order to understand the new Top Gun, you have to have seen the first Top Gun that came out 35 years ago. <laughs> All
1: right. No. And my
2: wife hasn't, and I'm not gonna sit there and be like, So let's just watch the old Top Gun together. It holds up great. Like everyone is just <laughs> glistening with sweat and high on cocaine, like in ways that no one has been high for Decades, so we'll watch that. That's two and a half hours, and then we'll go watch another one. That's also two and a half hours. Like I can't, I don't have that kind of leverage in my relationship at all.
4: <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I have seen Top Gun, the new one, and not the old one. And I will say, yeah, it's not that like smart of a movie. Like you don't really need to know the backstory. That's to, true. Like he's a pilot,
2: right? Like, he's good at it. The idea of being, he's like a good pilot. I was kind of. Maybe this will be my opportunity to constantly be leaning over and explaining very obvious plot points from the movie about being like, he's flying the plane. Like, that's Chappie. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we watched the old one for the heck of it. And I was, tell, I was like explaining it to my partner. And I think at one point I just said, like, they all have little nicknames, which is not a good,
3: you know, like yeah. they do, but... Yeah, got it. Thank you. <laughs>
0: 'Cause I d- I realized I didn't know his actual name as a person and I was like, Well, it's because he has a little nickname, so he goes by Maverick. But, yeah. What wait, what is his actual name? It's a... Tom Cruise. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what it is still, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they appreciate it if you call them little nicknames. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they call them in the military, <laughs> but
2: here we you're right up together and talk would you like, you're all gonna be assigned little nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> These are adorable, and they are yours, and yours alone.
4: I mean, in the first one, a guy was named Goose, apparently. And yeah. then in this one, Goose. someone's named Rooster. It's like, they are yeah, d- they're not, just dumb like, little just nicknames. Just like, animals, <laughs> assigning
0: them like it's the reservoir military. dogs.
4: Because,
0: wow. <laughs> like, like, sports coaches, they'll just call you your last name on its own really aggressively. You know, they could do that with the pilots, but they're all, like... Hey, get over here, Cloud Man. (laughs) Gotta add some whimsy. That's a
1: good one, actually. Cloud (laughs) Man is a good one for a pilot. Very good. A lot of people are fighting for that one. They all want it to be theirs.
4: (laughs) I got Raccoon Vaccine. That's a bad nickname. (laughs) Fish
2: King. Cloud Man.
4: You're up.
0: (laughs) This unit, they're like, what's mine? And it's like, Raccoon Vaccine Distributor.
2: (laughs) It's just...
3: (laughs) Raccoon Joyless. distributor Alpha? Like, no, nah, <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, so yeah, this is—they uh, started doing this in the '90s, and it's just been going on for a long time. And it's also a really like long goal kind of project, uh, according to wildlife biologist Richard Chipman. The goal is to eliminate raccoon rabies in the U.S. by 2053. So this is going to be like an ongoing... They're just like chipping away at this thing.
4: Three years after the world ends, we want (laughs) to be (laughs) done.
1: Raccoons might be ended before that. We might have eradicated them. Although they'll probably stick around (laughs) longer than we will. They're pretty resilient.
0: Yeah, they're very adaptable. I feel good about them. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's what they're trying to do, and they also, they started doing this because the U.S. also succeeded at uh, eliminating dog rabies for the most part. Apparently there was a big campaign in the 70s and then another one in the 2000s, and uh, it's going on in other countries, but not here. And so they said, like, what's the next animal uh, to do? I don't,
4: I don't let my dog get vaccinated. <laughs> we don't know what's in that! <laughs> I don't want them to put a microchip in my dog.
2: I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah. at the vet, they're like, would you like us to chip him? And you're like, hell no. <laughs> Can't believe you even asked me that.
0: <laughs> well, uh, uh, that's, the, that's the one of the main takeaways here. And there's one other takeaway for the show. So we'll get into it here. Going into takeaway number two, a U.S. president tried to make two raccoons fall in
2: love at the White House. <laughs>
4: I have three guesses. Yes. Yeah. I was
2: say. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like something that happened either in like twenty, I don't know, seventeen, 22. or yeah, I was gonna say, or <laughs> happened in like it was like William Henry Harrison's signature project, and then he died and never got to see it.
0: <laughs> what if he pulled it off and that? That was brief like the residency. one thing. Like it is like, accomplished,
2: and that's it. Yeah. I'm His gonna legacy. die because I ate a cherry now, or whatever it was yeah. that he
0: actually died of. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Now that these raccoons have fallen in love, I can get these bourbon and beef bouillon enemas Bro- after I, <laughs> after I get shot or whatever.
0: As my heavily smoking doctor says, I should. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I'll I'll reveal the president here. The president is
4: Joe Biden.
2: <laughs> we love a Broadway Joe. It's always working. Sleepy for us. Joe Biden, <laughs> yeah. always trying to make these raccoons fall in love. <laughs> Come on,
0: man! Just pushing it, you know. Oh, it's uh, this guy. This is
2: Calvin Coolidge, folks. Oh, okay. oh of course. So this is of like course. this actually yeah, we'll is the best thing that he did as president.
0: Uh, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Sure, I'm open to it. Who's a Who's
2: a Coolidge fan? <laughs> yeah. So pretty much. So yeah, I would say there's. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is again off topic. I'll be brief. Uh, one of the creepier sort of like new right guys that we've gotten to know you know if you're like following the expanded cinematic universe uh charles johnson the bearded guy that maybe pooped on the floor at college and uh you're familiar or you're not familiar he um before he like made his full fash turn he was one of those guys that was just sort of grifting within that sphere of like sort of like wingnut welfare stuff and he wrote a book called why coolidge matters which for whatever reason that has really stayed with me because it's just it's about the worst title you could give a book like there's no i mean even before you factor in that the guy's a dumbass the idea of being like you know a lot of people don't appreciate calvin coolidge's presidency enough that is just you mace the person saying that like you don't hear them out like you just move on
1: That is, yeah, quite possibly the most (laughs) tedious opinion to, like, stake your whole identity on. I'm the Coolidge guy. Oh, God. (laughs) Get him away.
3: (laughs) I just
2: bought that book at the Strand. Is
4: it not (laughs) a good one? I
2: don't know. I mean, it's like, (laughs) I guess it's pretty clear right now. I haven't read all of it.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's great. Yeah.
0: If it was, like, mostly raccoon stuff, we right. would have egg on our faces, face. right? Like that actually it would, would be, be
2: why Coolidge would matter, like all the <laughs> <Yeah>. other stuff.
0: <laughs> I did. I know somebody from Vermont, and they were always like, oh, yeah, he's from Vermont. And that was it. That was the end of the thing. Yeah. They that's, were, like, still not excited.
1: I'm from New Hampshire, and we there's one president from New Hampshire, and it's Franklin Pierce, one of our probably worst, arguably worst presidents. Yeah. And uh, that's that's how we all are about it. It's like, oh. I, yeah.
0: did, I did an episode about him because no one cares about him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: What yeah, he, he wasn't great.
1: He had a tough time. He had a tough life. Tough
4: life. What, yeah. what did he do? I don't know anything. About um, like most things, helped, I Helped the
1: Civil War happen, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And he, uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> I've heard of that one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, he like tried to run on his war record, and mostly in the war he fell off a horse and got hurt. That was yeah. like the main thing he did. He was not great. Yeah. Aw. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I hope he was Okay.
0: He, he became president. He pulled through, yeah.
1: <laughs> he had a very nice house. It's in my hometown. So I think he did okay.
4: Does somebody live there, or is it a monument?
1: It's a it's a monument mm. that is probably, like, I can't imagine how boring it would be to be, like, the person who works at right. the Franklin Pierce house. That's, like, the only
2: visitors are people that are, like, I'm doing every single presidential yeah. birthplace. <laughs> and, uh, like, I'm almost done. In fact, I've, <laughs> so soon as soon as I'm done one. with this, I'm going to be done. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: How many how many people do you think they turn away who have like all their Ben Franklin gear and hats yeah, and yeah. fan stuff and they're like I'm ready for the Ben Franklin house yeah and then their
1: Ben Franklin foam finger it's yeah. like a whole thing
0: <laughs> uh, same with Pierce Brosnan same thing like I'm yeah. ready for the Pierce Brosnan
2: like a poster of Dante's Peak that you expect to get autographed somehow.
0: But uh, yeah, Calvin Coolidge, not an amazing president, but uh, he was president twenty-three to sixteen, or nope, uh, nineteen twenty-three <laughs> to nineteen twenty-nine. I had a little faux pas with the numbers. I don't know if I caught that. Um, but he uh, he was president then, and then in nineteen twenty-six, uh, according to the Library of Congress, some supporters of his in Mississippi. Uh, supporters in Mississippi sent a raccoon to the White House. November nineteen.
2: Supporters now. This supporters.
1: is supporters
2: pro college. This was a gift.
0: Yeah, and also
2: really
1: not doing a lot for the stereotypes we have about Mississippi yeah. with this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all it's it's for being a surprising story. It's very what you think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so uh, they sent this, and also the purpose was, hey, we're sending you food. Like, here's a raccoon. <laughs> You're gonna love to eat he this. Thought for you might need
1: some food oh. at the White House, <laughs> and
0: like, and specifically Thanksgiving dinner. They okay, were like, <laughs> "It's November, enjoy
4: from us." But it was alive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it stays fresh. Got to be
4: was, fresh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that point. was the plan. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and Since there the is 20th, so it was,
2: it was on like a really big train or something that had to, that's like the 1920s way to send one raccoon to Washington <laughs> D.C. <laughs> from Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs>
0: There's also, uh, and I, I like to see if the chat has anything about Coolidge or anything else. Let's go to the chat. But they, uh, they're big Coolidge chats yeah. in the chat. Why
2: does Coolidge matter? Let's <laughs> turn
3: it over to
0: the <laughs> But yeah, uh, but while while we get the chat up, I like I was looking into the history of eating raccoons because obviously, like hundreds of years, there have been especially Native people like eating raccoons, like eating any animal. And then also, there's still people who will like provide you with a raccoon if you know the right butcher to go to or something. It's like actually a thing. Uh, and there was a press junket for the movie The Night Before with uh, Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Anthony Mackie. It was like a Christmas comedy. And then on the junket, Anthony Mackie told, like, a long story about how much he likes to eat raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you got to get it from, like, there's a guy in New Orleans. You can get it from the guy in New Orleans. He'll do it up for you. And it's it's. Great, apparently, like it just like derails the press junk <laughs> yeah. in a way that because otherwise it's like so. How how fun was it wearing Christmas sweaters? <laughs> say, like, right. like <laughs> the question was
2: like, do guys just crack each other up all the time on set? And he's like, well, let me let me answer it this way. Uh, uh, have yeah. you ever have you tasted of the raccoon?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we can we get the chat? I don't know if it closed or anything, but uh, but either way, like uh, yeah, apparently it tastes like chicken. Uh, which, sure. is again, the surprising story goes the way yep. I think. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. I'm sure it's good. I don't know where to get it personally. But it, it's a thing that's going on, yeah. <laughs> uh, no
1: Coolidge thoughts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, thank you folks for encouraging people to have takes on it because that was a bold move by me to expect it. <laughs> uh, and very funny of the audience to have none. Because, <laughs> Calvin Coolidge, come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, Oh, I forgot about the raccoon in Disney's Pocahontas.
4: That's a fun raccoon. Yeah, a few <laughs> people agree. Guardians of the Galaxy, also oh a raccoon. Yeah, pretty fun yeah. raccoon. Yeah. Some famous raccoons that we haven't even
1: touched
2: with our <laughs>
4: <laughs> wet, wet hands. Yes, <laughs> Creepily
2: discerning <laughs> fingertips.
0: <laughs> like, they're trying to do that movie, and he's always just like, where's water in space? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go to colonizable planets. Um, we can we flip back to the Keto. Thank you, guys. Um, so the, uh, the White House there, they receive a raccoon. Mississippi says, I can't wait for you guys to eat that as a family. <laughs> and uh, instead, the Coolidge family, what they do is they name the raccoon. They name it Rebecca. We're going to fire up Rebecca here. Yeah, that is, looks like a Rebecca. Aww. Yeah. As you can see, this is First Lady of the United States, Grace Coolidge, <laughs> with Rebecca the raccoon at the 1927 White House Easter egg roll. Uh, just hanging out. Rebecca was also given a red bow uh, and was given a special collar inscribed, Rebecca colon, Raccoon of the White House. (laughs) So that's pretty good. You know?
2: Yeah, um, but there's, as I recall this story, there's a second raccoon. Exactly.
1: I'm really looking forward to when love (laughs) enters Rebecca's life. When romance Rebecca. Rebecca was a
4: single raccoon living in the (laughs) White House
2: when her world
4: was rocked, when (laughs)
2: <laughs> just incredibly awful sex in the city voiceover stuff like meanwhile in DC Rebecca was wondering if like you know I don't know I have a good Sarah Jessica Parker voice you're gonna have to imagine it in that
0: like Rebecca's trying to type like Carrie and yep. it's so wet like, it's so, <laughs> it just fries immediately uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah and so uh, Rebecca's main like activity and thing to do in the White House was escape she would leave the White House constantly uh, and it would be written up in the news. <laughs> uh, and it, this is C, uh, one of the sources here is CBS News, also Atlas Obscura and Smithsonian. But CBS found this. This is a story about Coolidge's raccoon slipping out for a night of gay carousing and, uh, it, during the Coolidge administration. And I, I am guessing because of the collar and the bow and stuff, people were like, I know that raccoon is the White House raccoon <laughs> <laughs> when it would be around D.C.
2: Before they had invented the news, this was just the, this was <laughs> what, this, what was in newspapers, which did exist, but they were just full of stories about like animals carousing about. <laughs> the There'd be like
1: capital. one new one news story every six months, but they had to keep putting out newspapers yeah. every day, so it was just a lot of this, I think.
4: I mean, we're still talking about Chepe, like, like <laughs> things have not changed. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. a good That's point. True. We're obsessed with
4: just <laughs> raccoons with names. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that one was just in the subway, and the workers, as a group, came up with a name. That's that's weirder, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true. Like, it didn't have like a, a bow or anything like that. They all just like saw it around and like that's. Ch- I saw Chepe earlier, and they're like,
0: "Oh, nice." <laughs> yeah, like we didn't Your have to husband. name it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and yeah, and there were like just more and more stories about this. <laughs> this one's very judgy. I don't support the tone of this. Wow, headline.
1: editorializing. Wow. But
0: Uh, This was, like, a lot of the news in D.C., like, Rebecca would just get out, be around, and get into people's trash, and be a raccoon. Uh,
2: And then also, apparently... (laughs) A great phrase that I just read. I'm not going to read all of it. Rebecca, comma, apparently weary and contrite, comma. (laughs) I mean, it opens with Rebecca, the White House
4: raccoon has disgraced herself again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Typical Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. Once again, yeah. that's amazing. I know it's been a while, a but limb. this is
2: the same tone that the Daily News used to describe the Mets fighting over whether they saw. <laughs> <an> <laughs> yeah. it's The same. That's like basically the same lead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like it's almost celebrity news, right? Like mm. it's almost like, can you believe what the the lady we're judging did? Yeah. This yeah. page. This page like,
1: six stuff. Like, there's a like, picture of Rebecca getting out of a car. Right. And, like. <laughs> She doesn't have her bow on. Everyone's scandalized. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I heard she was canoodling. It's censored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Her neck is censored.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and apparently, like, Rebecca loved to escape and also got along with the Coolidge's okay. Uh, they say that her favorite food was corn muffins. Yeah. And, uh, and she liked to, and the, here's a quote about her. She liked to, quote, play in a partly filled bathtub with a cake of soap, end quote, And that quote is from United States First Lady, Grace Coolidge. (laughs) Like the First Lady would, you'd be like, oh, it's so nice to meet the First Lady. And she'd be like, let me tell you about my raccoon. It's great. It's going really good. Yeah. Uh, But and then, uh, yeah, as I foreshadowed, a second raccoon enters the picture. So they have Rebecca. And then the the Coolidge's, according to CBS News, they acquired another raccoon named Ruben. And they named him. They were like, let's even do like an R name. Let's see if these two can get along. Uh, and they did not get along. <laughs> and then what happened is Ruben escaped the White House and was, was not recaptured. He was not brought back. Whoa. So he just briefly lived in the White House and then left. Does it.
1: He doesn't have to buy any drinks at raccoon bars after that. <laughs> He's got a wild story to tell everybody. Yeah. How did they
4: acquire Ruben? It's unclear. I wanna know.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Some Damn, other Rubens
4: mysterious as hell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> some other Sunbelt states delegation was like, I don't like, I don't think they ate the first one. Like, we <laughs> Stop playing with your food. Eat We're, this one. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're serious now. Yep.
2: This is our last chance to fend off the great depression, which is very obviously coming and which you're very obviously not doing anything <laughs> about. <laughs> Please eat this raccoon.
4: In what way did Ruben and Rebecca not get along? like they wouldn't like sleep in the same bed or anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the this part of the story is so limited by like journalism was both goofy like this but not like trashy you know it was not like uh, you know kind of get way into the how they were doing it was like we're too polite to say why it went poorly but it just went poorly mm. we're not We want to respect
1: their it. privacy in this difficult time. Yeah.
4: An anonymous source <laughs> <laughs> says that they're
1: not getting <laughs> yeah. along
2: very well. <laughs> Probably because Rebecca's such a disgrace. That's what I was going to say. So, Reuben didn't get the same sort of coverage that Rebecca did, where she's like, she's out carousing, disgraceful. Whereas, like, Reuben's like, he's going his own way. Right. What could be more American than that? Escaping
1: from the White House. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: Reuben escaped, and they were like, oh, well, you know, like, it just didn't sweat boys it. Boys will
1: be boys, yeah. you know?
0: <laughs> but, and, uh, and yeah, and then Rebecca, she uh, lived with them for the rest of the Coolidge administration. Uh, And then when it ended, she was sent to... Put her down. No, No, yeah, she was sent to the zoo. She was sent to the Rock Creek Park Zoo, which became the national zoo in D.C. Uh, And so, you know...
4: But did she ever find love?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am sad to think about her all alone, especially because, like, if you're a raccoon in a zoo in Rock Creek Park... You're just seeing all of the other ones like, you say, like being free. Yep. Oh, <laughs> and you yeah, just live right? in a zoo. Yep. <laughs> Poor Rebecca. Yeah,
2: that's a tough one. That's fame, <laughs> yeah. though. It's its own sort of prison, that's if you think true. about it.
1: That is true. <laughs> a gilded cage. Yeah. <laughs> and also a real cage. Because yeah. she was <laughs> in a zoo. <laughs> <And the> case, <laughs> like just a
2: normal, like a zoo cage that you might see at a zoo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that, uh, uh, that's pretty much all the info about raccoons. As anybody's like vibe about them changed, risen, fallen? How are we feeling about raccoons now that we know more about their whole deal, about their whole situation?
4: I feel like I know less. I don't know <laughs> if that's right. <laughs> I know about specific raccoons. Hey. Wet hands and nothing
2: else. <laughs> yeah, man, like half of this was gossip.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> There's a lot of gossip in this one. Yeah, no, I feel like they're, I was kind of expecting to come away thinking they were, like, to have more respect for them. But Mm. I feel like, because I learned, I thought they watched their food and stuff, and I'm like, oh, no, they're just gross. They're, like, as gross as people who think they're gross think they are. But this is, again, this sort of goes (laughs)
2: back into my own personal, like, taxonomy of animals that I have observed. Like, this makes me like them more in the sense that, like, they're not secretly, like, noble creatures of the forest. Like, they're just, yeah. they're, like, the weird, like, wet, waddling bandit creatures that I thought they were. <laughs> yeah. So I know a little bit more about it. And I know about, like, some famous ones and, uh, you know, the ribaldry that they got up to in Washington, D.C. during the 20s. So, like, that's all good. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Their secret, yeah. The secret was a surprising return to being an animal, baby. <laughs>
1: Always go. nice to have your negative stereotypes confirmed. <laughs> Am I right, folks?
2: I will say it's good to, to <laughs> learn about a new uh, government airdrop program. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of them we don't know about. So it's like I can just <laughs> t- take one off that number now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm kind of surprised I've never seen it. Right? Yeah. Like I don't know. It, yeah. Apparently they mainly do this in the Eastern U.S. They also they partly do it because. Uh, I guess raccoon rabies was primarily in the Deep South and in Florida. And then in the 70s, hunters in Virginia asked for, like, a shipment of raccoons. And then that spread it up. So, like, now we're doing the air bombardment all over the east to fight it, you know?
2: I feel like it would be incredibly cool to actually see the bombardment happening. Like, if you were just out, like, camping or walking around and then just, like, a bunch of weird fish pellets fall from the sky and you just, like, actually know what it is. (laughs)
0: Let's all find it someday, yeah. folks. And folks, that's our show. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank Please you, everyone. Please give it up for Kath Barbadoro, David Roth, Martin Urbano. And give it up for yourselves. I'll be hanging out outside later, I think. But yeah, thank you so much.